0: spooky episode hey welcome to Potsuki, zookeepers uh, zoo all the, all the fans out there uh we're doing a midwestern horror month so we have a whole month of horror themed episodes on this episode we have jamie Carbone talking about the classic maximum overdrive a movie that sucks anyways if uh, you want to participate in any of that midwestern horror we're doing fun stuff on machine culture all month long that's the podcast network that hosts us uh, go to machineculture.com if you want to check it out, or even just go at their Twitter at Machine Culture. And uh, if you want to email us anything, too, any recommendations or anything related to kaijus that is both erotic and not erotic, usually we prefer erotic, uh, email us at podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at podzuki. Just at podzuki. We got the handle. It's pretty cool. Anyways, enjoy this episode. It's really good, and we have a special guest later on. Spooky.
1: unto Gidro what is Gidras 10 to when he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel, since broke wheel, good will Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how to use to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beast
0: hey there everybody, welcome to Padzuki. It's the it's a freaking Midwestern horror month, it's Halloween. All month, because 2020 wasn't frightening enough. That's right. Uh, Double the pandemic. Double the political and systematic racism. Uh, Double
2: the Medusas. Double the Medusas. And cobwebs.
0: Remember how she had snakes snakes in her hair? Well, guess what? They're now somehow also water moccasins. Those are snakes, (laughs) too. Yeah, they are snakes. Those are snakes. Yeah, but they're amphibious now. So, you can get fucked on land or water. But they're attached to her head, Uh, so. Yeah. They are. Well, she probably also.
3: Are you saying Medusa can't swim? Are you saying Medusa wears a wig?
0: I. Well. Ooh. Oh, no. I'm about to (laughs) get canceled. Medusa sucks dick.
2: That Medusa snakes help or no?
0: I assume. Okay, so I think, like, one or two do, like. You know, Pixar style, where, like, she had, probably has, like, one or two snake stalks that are more cartoony and have, like, more animation to them. Those are the ones that are definitely, like, cupping the balls or just going nuts on that shaft. Um, anyways, well, she, t- she turns people to stone just by
4: looking at them. Does she really need the snakes?
0: Yeah, man. That that sounds actually pretty sweet. I mean, have you ever felt a snake in real life?
4: Yeah, I've held a snake. Pretty su- yeah
0: they're pretty smooth actually um i'm I'm one of your co-hosts of a movie podcast where we talk about usually big monsters this time the monster is a truck still
1: pretty big i'm
0: one of it's yeah it's still pretty big i'm one of the hollywood kaiju bad boys brandon kirk
4: i'm another one of your co-hosts of the kaiju hollywood bad boys luke evans flip
3: oh what's this it's the number three hollywood kaiju bad boy martin Felshman, here for the horror times and what Oh my god, who's this who's this guest we have today?
2: Hi, first time caller, long time listener, James. That's a lie, of, you've been on this three times. Fuck you. you Jamie. It's Jamie. I, guess, though. I think this is my fourth time.
0: Oh yeah, because of the the last episode I still need to put up.
2: You never put uh, up the um <laughs> the entourage episode? That's, that's you definitely definitely put did up the entourage episode.
0: Up. We did the entourage episode. It's the zombies versus wrestlers episode I still haven't put up.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't even know that, that you guys made that.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of people don't.
2: Um, it's a secret. <laughs> no, because I did two Power Rangers movies. Yeah, yeah yes. The good one and the shitty one. I did the Entourage. One. Yeah. Oh boy. Fucking Elagor. Um Yeah. Then I did Entourage. I didn't. I forgot we recorded for Zombies vs. Wrestlers because I was so tired. We were all so tired. <laughs> That's <laughs> I was out of it, and how Maximum Overdrive... Brandon, you've cursed me. Maximum Overdrive is a fun movie, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, Jamie, I'm very sorry to disagree with you, but this movie fucks. This movie Here's
2: fucks. The Here's the thing. I actually, I I did truly enjoy this, but for all of, like... But there were still so many weird things, and we'll get into it further, I'm sure. There were mm. still so many weird <laughs> things it. that Back me out up. of it, where I'm just like dog why why are you just padding out this movie are you just trying to hit 90 minutes what's happening here
0: it it definitely (laughs) has 90 minute itis for sure it feels like because there's so many scenes where they just go on so long especially like i mean this is later on but like when they're trying to get the kid out of like the gulch and it's like how long do they need to be in this shit tunnel it's yeah we'll we'll, we'll get into it I, i think we should explain maximum overdrive it is a movie where trucks and buses have come to life because of an alien comet so that it can destroy humanity and something with aliens. It's okay, don't worry, Stephen King made this in 1986 when he was on so much cocaine he doesn't remember making it. So uh,
4: it's, it's, it's really two movies. It's one movie where machines come to life and rebel against humanity, and another movie, it's a bunch of people stuck in a gas station being menaced by sentient trucks.
0: And also a uh, a bully, which is, you know, those little stools that you put a machine gun on. And a st- uh, not a steamer Well, there's a steamroller. Steam... What, what
4: the hell did you call there's
3: it? A... Oh, the road roller? The
0: road... bulldozer. The
4: bulldozer. <laughs> That's what it is.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. The road roller, roller, roller killed that to. kid.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also a, a, a carving knife for some reason. Oh Yeah, yeah really? an electric
4: yeah. carving knife that is in a, like a slop house diner kitchen, which I cannot... I could not for the life of me figure out why they would have that and why it would be right next to the grill.
3: Well, they cut out the scene they they cut out the scene where our main character had just carved a lovely Christmas dinner.
0: Yeah. It's this this has a lot of things going for it, but we sh- we should get into the film a little bit. Um it starts off with the bridge scene and basically showing all these machines. Well,
2: no, and... it's st- it starts out with a uh Oh, with captain. Stephen King, I forgot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, the ATM calls him an asshole. Yeah. But before that, there's a, <laughs> a caption talking about the comet, right? Oh yes, yeah, forget about yes. that. That's the first thing. Is how there's a comet that's where Earth is going to be in the tail of this Ray- comet. Raya M. For seven days, eight days. Yeah, which is like weirdly specific. Um, assume you also because of that, you assume the movie will take place it's, over it's, seven it's the, days. It's the
4: it's the diffuse <laughs> tail of the co- the rogue comet. Rhea M, which I, is there such a thing as a rogue comet? And if I it mean, is, yeah,
2: I'm more of a Gambit comet <laughs> fan. <Yeah. laughs>
4: well, it's a, if it is a rogue comet, that would denote they don't know, they don't know the trajectory, but they know they're going to be stuck in the tail for eight days.
0: I mean, I think all comets by nature are rogue, right? I don't know, man. Oh,
3: yeah. They don't play by anybody's rules. That's why they're up in the sky and not down here pushing papers.
4: Yeah. They ice,
3: ice and iron.
0: That sounds like a cool fantasy novel, actually.
4: Ooh, I do like that. Of yeah. ice and iron,
0: probably like a dragon, and it like gives somebody a plasma sword, and they have to like free slaves, and they're like, uh, you know, sad about it.
4: But anyway, that's the completely <laughs> unnecessary setup that meant led making us think that okay, everything that happens in the movie is because of the tale of this comet.
0: I mean, I guess it kind of is, but uh, after that scene, they cut to Stephen King going to a ATM machine. And the AT machine calls him an asshole, and he's like, "Honey, look at this machine; it's rude." Um, well, I, even I think... before that,
4: the uh, <laughs> the like electric ticker above the bank said, "Fuck you."
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool
3: too. Yeah, I like that was that. pretty cool. I wish that would happen more often.
0: Yeah, that
2: would be fun. And then Honestly, that's
0: when we 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 get to the scenes where, like, slowly but surely, the all the electronics in the world are. Revolting against certain people. There's the whole uh, kids playing Pee Wee baseball, where the coach gets killed by a flying. Well, that, and... that's
4: that's much later. The first big thing we see, which is one of the first really good scenes of the movie, is a drawbridge where the two uh, the two dudes are meant to be watching the drawbridge and operating it. They're playing some card game, like like knock go knock or something, some weird obscure '60s card game. Yeah, and then the bridge starts operating itself and raising up while cars are on it.
0: And there's, like, I, watermelons flying around, a motorcyclist falls off and jumps into the water as he goes Whoa! Yeah, um, and a, and I, I do
3: like... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's I, weirdly I, I, happy.
2: Yeah, it's uh, a fun time. It's,
3: it's, it's so much fun. I like to think that that bridge has been sentient for hours, but it was just waiting for a watermelon truck.
4: Well, it's crazy because it starts going up and nobody reacts until it's far too late. Like I feel yeah. like you would be like one of the people would be like this bridge is going up. I'm getting the fuck out of my car right now and walking off the bridge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I that that's if you were like in normal human logic, but that doesn't apply to this film at any point. Oh, yeah. uh, they, uh, I guess, this is when they start showing like all the stuff starting to go wrong. Like they do cut to the gas station where a lot of the movie takes place, where the waitress I guess is getting ready to carve up a Christmas ham, and then the electric car returns on and cuts her.
4: Well, Um, she's she's watching the grill for Bill, played by Emilio Estevez, which this is, like, height Emilio Estevez.
0: Yeah, this is height Estevez time. Yeah, uh... it's
4: uh, pre-Mighty Ducks Estevez, which I think is his best era. This one he's making, like, uh, oh, what's that movie? Repo Man.
0: Yeah, maybe, like, Magnificent Seven, too. Yeah. uh, I do like that as this is going on, there's an ADR line that is a gentleman that says those eggs come in Pony Express or what? Um, That's (laughs) I wrote down a few key lines in this film. I really like it is joyfully badly written. Like, I think they took delight in making the
2: worst script they could for this.
3: Oh, 100 percent. I think all dialogue in this film is terrible.
2: I mean, yeah. uh, it, it, yeah. it's very... You sure Stephen... make love like a hero. Have you ever yeah. read
3: Stephen
4: King's dialogue, though? Like, his dialogue's always been kind of like this very...
0: Well, his his dialogue, I feel, is more natural and simplistic. I, I'm a big Stephen King fan, I, but I could see him just being coked out of his mind and being like, gotta get Pony Express Line in movie. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, we're introduced to Bill and then uh, his love interest, which is played by. Ooh, I should have brought that up before we started talking about it. I do have the uh, the tab open for Dune if you guys want to hear about Dune real quick.
4: No, no. Okay. <laughs> we're
3: talking <about> maximum overdrive. <laughs> is this the is this the Dune report section of the show? Yeah, do we got to add that now.
0: Welcome to Dunk Watch. Oh <laughs> wait,
3: let's <laughs> Oh no, wait. Call it Dune Patrol.
0: Okay, listen, I'm going to refer to this movie as Dunk until it comes out because the typography on the poster is so bad that the E looks like a C. Um
3: it's just funny. We still
4: don't care. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh that's right. So the the lady's name is Brett and she's played by Laura Harrington. She didn't have a lot of uh big parts. But she gets a ride from a Bible salesman that has just fought her to be killed later on because uh, he's a weird, grabby. A real freak. creep of a Bible salesman.
4: Another yeah. extremely Stephen King thing in this Stephen King movie.
0: Yes. Um, so she gets there after like punching him, getting out of the car, and this is when all of the trucks kind of start coming in and running. Well, he, over. he touches
4: her a couple of times, but she doesn't seem to like really be fed up till she hears on the radio, like Machines are coming to life. You got to get inside, everybody. Yeah, wop yeah. The uh, radio guy didn't have that funny accent. That was my own little flair. Yeah, but
3: uh, Luke, you should have cast this movie. That would have been far better. Yeah, it would have been definitely. Miles, miles. <laughs> uh.
2: Yeah, we haven't mentioned
3: ACDC yet. Really, that
4: AC ACDC... yeah, all
2: the music by ACDC, which is a wild choice, and all it, but like wild two
4: choice. songs are not originals.
2: I mean, no, you got three yes. songs. Who made
0: who? Which is an original for this movie. It sucks. Um, yeah, you have it does. <laughs> you have Hell Spells, which is played later. That song does hell's bells was an original cool. for this movie. No, it's not an original, but it's in okay, the soundtrack thinking. later.
2: <laughs> and here's
0: here's what we we came to talk about tonight. The most upsetting thing in this movie. This is skipping ahead a little bit. But our main characters, Bill and Brett, fall in love, and they eventually have a lovemaking scene. Well, kind of. They they show it afterwards. So you have AC/DC on this film and at no point during this lovemaking do they play the song She Shook Me All Night Long but they play it at the end of the movie during credits unacceptable unacceptable You know, you
4: know those videos where they like take a scene in a movie and replace the song to make the f- scene feel completely different Yeah I want to do that with that stupid sex scene from Watchmen with She Shook Me All Night Long <laughs> That would be It movie. would make way more sense than Hallelujah
0: uh, this might be the third time I've talked about it, this on this uh, podcast, but I saw um, the Watchmen movie with my mom sitting next to me.
3: <laughs> oh, did she love it?
0: No, she hated it, but we also both broke out laughing during that scene. so, <laughs> <This is such laughs> so dumb.
3: Scene.
0: Yeah, it's... I'm glad I saw it at least in an age... The comic book older. is like three
4: panels. Like I don't want to go off on a, I will. I will argue about this for fucking hours.
2: It's just so Are stupid, there... so bad
0: in the movie. Are there people arguing for Zack Snyder's
2: Watchmen, though? There are people I, who are excited for his Justice League. The, I,
3: I, I would, of, of all the films, I feel like Watchmen has, is his best work. It's not good, but it's better than everything else he's made. I yeah,
2: 300! Um, I like The Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of G'Hool. This isn't <laughs> a joke. I think that that's a fun movie. That also was him?
0: At, yeah, he also oh, did yeah. do the... Um, if I'm correct, I'm gonna double check this why I say it, but he also did the Dawn of the Dead remake, which wasn't terrible.
2: Yeah, that was him. Uh, I don't like fast zombies. <laughs> yeah, fast zombies wait, Richmond I High.
3: I also draw the line at fast zombies. Sorry. Yeah, no that way. was
2: Snyder that did
0: that. So no, listen, oh this is written getting... by James Gunn though.
4: Oh wait, what isn't isn't yeah. Tim Gunn the who's the fashion guy? What? Tim Gunn. That's Tim, Tim Gunn. Gunn, and James Gunn <laughs> is the filmmaker. <laughs> Tim Gunn wrote the remake of Die <laughs> of the Dead. <laughs> now your zombies need to have a bit more flair. Yeah. They should those clothes should be covered in blood.
0: These zombies were gonna walk, and I said make it happen, and they ran. So uh, <laughs> anyways, that's as far as that bit's gonna go. Um yeah, so we got we got distracted. Zack Snyder's a bad director, um, but he's done some decent things here and there. Uh so Man, what we were talking oh, we were talking about the movie for unacceptable use of the ACDC soundtrack, which is true. (laughs) Okay, we're at we're
4: at the gas station and uh, the owner of the gas station, Hendershot, Bubba Hendershot, calls Bill into the back and basically says, like, I want you to work nine hours, but only clock in for eight, and I can tell you to do whatever I want because there's a little star on your timesheet that says you're working off parole.
0: You know, the sad thing is how realistic that scene is nowadays, but most people end up agreeing to do that at their job without ever saying anything because of the collapsing economy that is America. But I also am upset at that scene.
4: I mean, I meant to show him as a bad guy, and he probably would have kept doing it if like, the world hadn't, quote-unquote, began to end when machines, a.k.a. trucks, took over.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm very glad he did it right at that point, just so we could see that he was a bad person before society right. collapsed.
0: I would describe his affect and kind of tone as a southern lawyer constantly having a stroke because um, there is parts in the films where I cannot tell what he's saying. He's just going, yo <laughs> oh, no, him. Um, and that is kind of fun.
2: Oh, I had, I had truly zero problem understanding him. (laughs) Um, that might make me,
0: what would that be? Like bigoted sexist. I don't know what that makes. I guess sexist. I'm going to go with for me. (laughs) I'm sexist against Southern lawyers. Um, as this kind of continues to go, they show, like I sang earlier the Pee Wee League, uh, where the, basically all the robots and machines start coming to life. Um, a soda machine kills their coach. A uh, steamroller runs over would, a kid would,
4: would... Which the steamroller great, although there supposedly is, they the studio wouldn't let him use it. But they supposedly supposedly scene where like when the steamroller rolls over the kid, his like head blows up with blood, kinda like like Toxic Avenger oh, or yeah. something. That would have been about that. That would've been, that would've been, that. That would've been cool to see.
2: They filled the mannequin with a bag of blood. Yeah. And as the steamroller was squeezing it out, it was like toothpaste but didn't have anywhere to go, so the bat the blood Just exploded out of the head, yeah, and it was just like a happy accident. But the studio was like, "This is too much." Yeah, supposedly, uh, supposedly, um, George Romero got invited to a test screening, and seeing that made him throw up. Oh my god,
4: (laughs) I don't believe that last part, but I did. Like, I saw that scene, and I kept and before I read like the trivia bit that it apparently had done. Like, I kept thinking, like, "Oh, his head better explode with blood," and then it didn't happen. Then I read up that it did happen, but they just didn't put it in the movie or in any subsequent releases, I guess. I was like that's what I wanna see it.
0: I feel like we just explained how the secret works by you going through that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you willed it into the universe. Uh I do want to kind of see it now, but also I don't at the same time. Um I,
3: I definitely wanna see it, but I wanna talk more the so the the kid who's a who's a pretty important character, this is our introduction to him. he sees his coach get killed i i was upset that he didn't check on those other two kids that got murdered by cans
0: Uh, they were probably assholes
3: no that's good logic that's right kids are petty
0: also i feel like the the kid who i decided to look up who's played by halter graham he's had like a few bit roles and he's the voice of hbo right now uh he feels like the only kind of good actor in this film like he's really given it his all man it was weird i I, I like that
2: go ahead Oh that that was just one of the I thought one of the better shot scenes which was uh that uh when he's like riding down the street on his bike after escaping from the the baseball field and you have the um as he's riding down the street you have all these sprinklers turning on as if they're following him Yeah mm-hmm. And I thought that was actually, like, legitimately well shot.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's a few scenes. And I it is a weird tone shift of this film when they cut to the kid because they keep showing the kid getting closer to the gas station. And he is just having a bad day, man. <laughs> like, it yeah. is
3: oh terrible day. He, see, he's, he sees at least ten corpses on his way there. Right,
0: and there's, like, kind that of an is. airplane hinted that's following him, but they don't really follow up with he's, that scene. It's, it's
3: like I said, it's
4: two different movies, and I think Deke's movie is far more interesting than Bill's movie is. Oh, I
0: would agree. Because they're that, really sure. like
4: they're the two main characters. And I even think like when Deke shows up at the gas station, he kinda takes the movie away from Bill a little bit.
0: Yeah. Amelia I mean, Estevez was getting tired.
4: He even takes let... the girl away. Like when the kid shows up at the gas station, what's her name is all over him. Like the... to a creepy degree. I, I get it was supposed to have been, like her being like comforting a child, but like he's he's like looks like he like 10 to 12 that's old enough to be popping boners so
0: yeah that's that's a boner range and i think that's one thing i definitely don't miss about 80s and 90s filmmaking is like we need to have horny kids in this film um i'm glad that's gone and a thing of the past i did want to mention this too another weird thing with this film that guy who's in the arcade earlier and gets uh electrocuted oh, to yeah, death I that's who that
2: was too yeah do you
0: guys know who that is
2: no. That's, I can say it
0: if you want. Yeah. That's that's Giancarlo Esposito.
2: Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> yep, it sure was. Yeah.
0: Like, one of was... his first roles he had.
2: Who is, the, who is that?
0: Who's uh, that? He's the main bad guy from Breaking Bad, and then also if you're watching uh, Mandalorian. That fucking
4: was him? Yeah. Oh, man. I thought that for a second, but then I was like, no fucking way that that's him. <laughs> I yeah. thought, like, because, yeah, <laughs> I kind of saw it when I looked at his face. Like, oh, man.
0: Yeah, I mean it's. I mean it was. It was cool to read about, but then I'm like, oh, it sucks that this film sh- is a piece
4: of shit. Um, well, that scene particularly because it's pretty uh, gross scene.
0: Yeah, it is a gross scene. They they electrocute him a bit too much. Um, mm. Another thing too is they cut to a newlywed couple that's slowly making their way to the gas station too. Um, that I think I can describe as one of the most annoying characters ever put in a movie. Played by Ardley Smith. Uh, I'm,
4: so, yeah. I'm so
0: sorry, Lisa. I'm so sorry you had to do this.
4: Well, she apparently, like, this is, like, her most embarrassing movie. And I don't blame her
3: for that. Oh, no. I I mean, how could you? They basically, they were just like, hey, be this character who does nothing but complain. Yeah.
0: More embarrassing than the role of a fat friend who has giant shitty dumps during a talking scene that sound too realistic. <laughs>
4: that was... So frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I, they added. They didn't know they were going to add those plops.
0: Yeah, it's they, uh, the 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 sound for the pooping was too realistic. It was uncomfortable.
3: I I looked it up. That was actually that was audio of Stephen King taking an actual shit. That that okay. That was, is this is
0: this a bit?
3: Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, that's a bit. Well, that that was like Joey. That was Bubba's. Like,
4: I think they were partners. Like that, they were like husband and husband.
0: I mean, oh, definitely. I yeah. would love it to be progressive, and I also would love if they just, this is another trope I'm glad that's gone of, like, just fat, dopey character in a film, and that's their only, like, thing going on, and it's, like, it's both insulting to people that are larger, and it's also insulting to people that, like, aren't attractive conventionally in films. It's it's a stupid trope I'm glad that's kind of gone, but, like, his only role in this movie is to, like, make a dumping sound and then just get lost halfway through the film.
3: No, no, he also told them that they had guns.
0: That's true. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and, and, and survived, Brandon, so. I also don't like your shaming. Are you trying to say that Josh Gad doesn't deserve work? No, yeah, he does yeah,
0: There's a lot. There's a lot of people that could usually do the role. He fucked Cubert.
3: <laughs> well, she okay. did. The, I completely forgot about you, Pixels. And
0: I'm on the other
4: side
2: now. I love Josh Gad. This was that is basically cool. Pixels with cars. <laughs> yeah. I realized that halfway through. <laughs>
3: Put that on the fucking poster.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Well, Shit, also
4: well, you you mentioned Yeardley Smith, uh, the voice of Lisa Simpson. And then this movie was, it might have been like airing on the Tracy Ullman show at this point, but it was uh, like four years before the show, or like f- yeah. three or four years.
0: Yeah, this came out in 1987, but it was filmed in 1986. Also, this film apparently was so bad to Stephen King that it made him both decide to go into rehab and never direct a film again. So, shout out to the King, man. Um...
1: <laughs>
3: i mean at, at least in response to that i would say i've seen far worse films and i'll say at the very least it is competently shot like you, you can tell what you're looking at at least yeah it's entertaining it's very
4: any 80s. scenes where like cars run into each other are really cool but i also wasn't done with my oh, yeah. i thought about like did you all notice when uh the female lead when she was getting to the gas station she told the uh, bible salesman to eat her shorts yes
3: yes yeah but did notice that
4: but I don't think there's any way that was a reference to The Simpsons, because The Simpsons, I don't... I looked at this up on Simpsons Wiki, Wiki even. Like, apparently the first time Bart said that was in the second episode of the series in 1990. Damn. So, that couldn't be a reference to that. So, did The Simpsons steal that from this?
0: Well, I do think...
3: No, I, I think that was just a thing that people used to say. Yeah, I really
0: do yeah. think it was part of the vernacular back in the day. Um, I feel like it was around before that. It, it's hard to say, because, I mean, I was born in 85, so I would have only been five by that age and i don't really have memories that go that far back but i do remember telling my dad to eat my shorts after he choked me and said why you little so um (laughs) i um i do want to get back to the movie where finally all the characters kind of convene at the gas station and then
2: it feels like it goes way too long then it gets boring yes yeah the montage of them putting gas in the cars
3: I'm sorry, did you not want a 10-minute montage of all of our characters looking very bored while gassing up a bunch of different trucks?
4: <laughs> this is this is a scene that like I knew was in the movie, but I thought it happened way earlier. This happened like 15-20 minutes before the movie's over, when, yeah. which is crazy to me
0: well there's also a lot of weird lead up before that of like talking about shit figuring about the guns getting the kid there too and that scene takes a while um and also of course we have the the bulldozer that comes through and they shoot the rocket launcher at. i should explain this too bubba has a rocket launcher and i want to say they use it at least 37 times in the film um so props to i'll them. say
3: they, they could have used it more they definitely <laughs> yeah. they could have and should have used it more yeah
0: um also at 45 minutes and 47 seconds in the film, uh, Brett does say, "I'm tired of this maximum overdrive." So there's the titular part. Yep, of Wait, you get the, the title movie? line.
4: Yep. Yeah, I had when Title line in maximum overdrive.
3: When when that came up in the movie, I, I very I, I scared my roommates because I very excitedly like, "Oh, they said the movie." <laughs> <laughs>
0: they, roommate, they say movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fun. Um. So at this point the bulldozer comes through and like wrecks up half the gas station and then that little bully with the machine gun on it starts shooting people down because of, I guess the comic doesn't affect normal cars but if you have a very tiny car that has a machine gun on it that exactly works.
4: exactly what machines come to life and don't. Seems like just whatever. It's very inconsistent. Yeah. Cuz yeah, the the newlywed wed couple with Yearly Smith and whoever the the dude was they're driving a car to get to the gas station and their car never turns against them.
0: Yeah, which is well, strange.
3: Well, I I think it's a very clear thing that they didn't explore more in the film, but if like there's enough love then it negates all sorts of possession.
4: Well then that's why the movie never should have left the gas station. Yeah.
3: That's that, that I should agree
4: have been, the that. entire yeah. movie should have been there or the entire should have, movie should have been Deke trying to get away from the machines outside of the gas station. It should have been yeah, one I mean, movie or the other, the other.
0: Like Jamie said earlier, too, when we were kind of getting on, if there was more of a movie like where he was following Deke and just dealing with this wake of destruction and trying to survive until he eventually met up with him and that scene went quicker, it would be a different film, but it would be a lot better overall.
4: Uh, it, anytime not... I kept thinking this should be more like this movie or story or whatever, then it would be like, oh, wait, that's another Stephen King thing. Like, I kept thinking of The Mist, but that's Stephen yeah. King, right? Mm, that yes. seems... Yeah.
0: That's it. oh, it's our new, it's our new game, guys. That, is that it Stephen, Stephen King? King? <laughs> yeah. So there's like um these Stranger kids, Things. Like, there's like a clown and the, he's scary. And at one point, all the kids have sex with each other. Is that is that a Stephen King?
4: The or the, a the chubby King. kids apparently real hung. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man, I'm glad he kicked coke because he was doing some real weird shit. <laughs> it was not good. um i think the interesting thing to talk about stephen king real quick on a a a quick sidebar is also tommy knockers was when he decided to get off cocaine because he said specifically it's like a 700 page novel that should have only been 350 and one day he wants to go back and edit it down to that that'd be kind of fun to read anyways back to the shitty film um we should mention that there is a green goblin truck chasing
4: yeah we've not gotten to the to the green goblin toy truck
2: yeah because the main villain the green goblin truck well you
4: see i remember watching this as a kid and feeling like the green goblin truck was at the front of every single thing but now i watched it as an adult
2: and he really isn't no, he's 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 mostly in the background. He does get the last kill of the movie, but Yeah, he, he
3: does. He's he's a strategist. He's not out there in the front lines. He's he's the thinking man's truck.
2: Yes. But you lift why, up that uh
0: Green Goblin mask and you'll see that there's a little Willem Dafoe mask under it. It's so. just
3: why the <laughs> Green Goblin though.
4: Like it would have been so if they'd come up with some other kind of face. A fucking clown face. I think it's kind
0: of got like an iconic look because I mean this is how most people remember the movie is the Green Goblin truck, so I'm not I'm not against it. I think it's kind of cool.
4: True, but I just don't. I just think choosing specifically the Green Goblin. Well, the
0: only way to figure out is you go back to 1985 when he's writing the script, do a line of Coke, and get into that little guy's head. Simple as that. man. I am
2: curious if like that was like a sponsor, like a deal they came up with, or that they were just like. Fuck it. Let's just throw it in there and see if they say anything. Well, IMDb trivia <laughs> says that they did get permission from Marvel. So, someone
4: through the production had to ask Marvel if they could do a Green Goblin face. I think it was probably just like whoever like designs the sets and shit took it upon themselves to make the Green Goblin cuz I feel like it, uh Stephen King could easily have no idea who the Green Goblin is.
0: Uh, no, nah, yeah. that guy's a nerd. He knows because
4: he was probably like in his like late teens, almost twenty, when Spider-Man was a, became a thing.
0: Yeah, I, I could see him being into it. Uh, but uh, after they, we should get back to the actual plot, kind of moving along of uh, they they get to filling the trucks, they get rid of the bully with the machine gun. And that's when they kind of get under the the sewer system to get out of there to go to the kind of like local marina to get a boat um and that's basically just to kind of get through the plot a little quicker that's when they have the final confrontation with the uh, the green goblin and it's
3: it's not it's not much of a confrontation yeah there's just there's it, it it's not a well it, it's it's a trap in writing it's not an actual trap that was set up but a very wealthy woman died near the marina with her hand sticking out of the car and she has a cartoonishly large an, diamond
4: an ugly cartoonishly large ring like yes like, there's no yeah. way that rings real with how disgusting it looks.
3: Oh, yeah. And then, I, I can't even remember what character got killed by the truck. I just remember, like, oh, yeah, no, you, you deserve well, this. There, there were you all died those, because of your greed.
4: There were all those superfluous cha- trucker characters that were stuck in there. Like, this isn't, like, from Dusk Till Dawn, where you remember every single character. There's, like, four, the majority of the people that are stuck in the Dixie Boy, which is the name of the gas station... You have no mm-hmm. idea what the name is, what their any of their backstory is.
0: Yeah, and a majority of them get mowed down by that uh, bully cart with the machine gun on it. Yeah, and, especially
4: so. the one dude, the red haired dude, who I kind of liked because there's one scene where like they were all sleeping, like right before the machine gun came, and he like burst out like the kitchen or something where they had like those swing doors and shocked a few people awake.
2: And yeah.
4: there was no point to that scene other than him just doing that. Because they, they just, all get mowed down, like, not 30 seconds later.
0: Yeah. It, it is weird. The The time of this movie is very silly. Like, it, it does feel like there's scenes that go on for, the, like, days. And there's things where it's just like, okay, let's get to the next, like, plot point right away. Um, even, like you're saying, they have the final confrontation. They eventually blow up bad green truck and then they they get on the boat and that's it that's like a very anti ending especially where they do the text again explaining it we need to talk about the end scene text a little bit
4: guys well we before that we need to talk about how before the end text Bill played by Emilio Estevez had surmised like maybe it's not the comet maybe there's like aliens who their planet sucks so they need to find a new planet but there are already humans on that planet, people living on that planet, so they use a broom. And the comet's like a broom sweeping all the people off the planet so they can come down.
3: Oh, I, I completely forgot to bring this up. Bill sucks at pillow talk.
4: Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, there's their co- post-coital scene is
3: really gross. hmm
0: Yeah. It's pretty gross.
3: Actually, you know what? There's there's a lot of like little kind of gross stuff. Like, do you remember when the when the like freshly married couple is driving and like the, I mean, I guess I'll just call him the husband. Like he asks uh, Yardley Smith if like he can watch her go to the bathroom.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah, Edward. Yeah,
4: what about the scene where they're like it's like nighttime and they're like snuggled up in a booth and she keeps giggling like, is
2: oh he's for sure fingering. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: Don't finger Lisa. There's, like, a sheet over them, <laughs> like, or over her, and she's, like, giggling. Yeah, and, I hated like, that. for something was for sure happening. The, yeah. the bathroom
0: scene also was gross, because he should have said, could I have the pleasure of watching you go to the bathroom? That would have been more acceptable. Exactly. exactly. More They're married now. Yeah.
4: Um, They're married. It's talk... not a sin anymore to watch her pee. Oh, but that's what makes it fun.
0: Um, let's Let's talk about the... I'm going to just read verbatim the last title sequence of the movie. Two days after... A large UFO was destroyed in space by a Russian, quotation marks, weather satellite, which happened to be equipped with a laser cannon and a class 4 nuclear missiles. Approx- How did that avoid the alien control, though? That's a good question. But approximately six days later, Earth passed beyond the tale of Rhea M, exactly as predicted. This is the line that always got me. The survivors of the Dixie Boy are still survivors. Wh- what?
4: What? <laughs> That they survived through the That they're still alive?
0: Yeah, but the way it's phrased is so weird. The survivors of the Dixie Boy are still survivors. Like,
4: and yeah, like they
0: they have a meeting each week to talk about the Stephen their King was high on
4: cocaine and he didn't edit <laughs> his script, like at all. For sure. That's why but there's a lot of also... there's a lot of like there's one scene where like uh they uh, Hendershot calls the female lead a road twitch,
2: <laughs> and ridiculous. I don't. I don't think a road twitch
4: is a real term, but you know what it means.
2: Yeah, like, like Stephen King wrote uh, a
4: book about riding where he said, like, oh, if you're ever like riding and you come to something that you know has a name but you can't think of it, just write whatever. Twitch, and twitch come back. Road to twitch
0: it. is pretty famous in American history. Uh, if you're, let's say, a trucker by day and at night you have a very famous platform that you stream games on. You can Claire have to go with. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. Listen. That was maximum overdrive. It was a fun time. I um I think we should just get to the reviews for our first Midwestern horror uh, film that we watched. Um did this is this movie scary? That's how we're going to review it.
3: Is that is that our rating system for this month? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: so I'm going to ask you, hey Martin, is this movie scary? <laughs>
3: uh do do you just want me to answer that or do like my full review your full review <laughs> uh no but i would still recommend this movie we spent most of our discussion just kind of dunking on it because it's not a great movie but like i still had fun with it it's very dumb and when it's not taking itself seriously which is 98 percent of the movie it's it's a good time like uh, the explosions are fun, and seeing seeing the characters like have a good time is nice. If it were like half an hour shorter, it'd be like a, a huge recommendation because you can just cut out all of that, all of them filling up trucks or the Morse code scene, oh, God, all of stupid. the bad exposition. uh But yeah, no, I would I would recommend this for someone who wants to see like a dumb movie.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. So Luke, I'm gonna ask you now: is This movie scary?
4: I, for the most part, no, but this did, this is a good way to ask because it gets me to bring up one of my favorite scenes in the movie that I did think like kind of made me feel anxious. It's, uh, you know, like after the, they're filling up all the cars scene or all the truck scene and Emilio Estevez says like, Oh, we're all out of gas now. And the, uh, one truck that had more gas like, comes, like, right up on him, or maybe his stunt double, it's kind of hard to tell, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, he's, like, he's, like, standing his chest up, not backing down to this fucking truck, and the truck, like, even, like, bumps him a little bit, and that kind of made me really anxious, like, even though that's a movie set, and, like, hopefully all the safety cars are being taken, like, a couple of people had maybe already been hurt on this movie, because a couple of people got hurt making this movie. And saying, like, whoever was standing in front of that truck, all that person driving had to do was make one tiny mistake and hit the gas a bit too much, and you're fucking flattened. Maybe not dead, but you're fucking hurt.
0: Right, Right. or you have to spend your whole life being paper thin and, like, you know, kind of going between walls and stuff like that.
4: Yeah, Um, that's what, that like, like if you existed in Nickelodeon,
2: that's what would happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. or
2: maybe, like, let's say a Toontown. Um (laughs) Ah, yes, the ever-popular Toontown scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But, Jamie, I'm going to ask you a very important
2: question everyone's wondering. Is this movie scary? Um, is this movie scary? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. It's scary that this movie was made. Yeah, that's a good answer. In that way, scary movie. But is it scary in a way where, like, me, a famous coward, had problems watching it? No, it's not. It's um, it's too schlocky, you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's definitely has trauma film energy to it, yeah. Which uh, I I, mean, I trauma, think is like... charming, like T R O M A. Yeah, comma. okay, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. like Toxic Avenger. Yeah, um, uh chicken poultry based. I, I wish they had leaned into it a little bit <laughs> more too. than uh cutting away from it like if trauma Um, had actually
4: made this movie
2: yes exactly um i will say that the fact that they just tried to recreate the psycho strings but with electric guitar um that was dumb as fuck so i hated that (laughs) yeah um but i will say green goblin truck kind of cool like it's a cool idea but then you have this little like half jeep show up with a machine gun on top of it and then it's like, I'm a tough guy, here's me talking in Morse code. That's not scary. I, even if it kill it killed like what, four people? Yeah. Who gives mm-hmm. a shit?
4: I agree. It was like it was like a flatbed truck that just had a gun on it. It wasn't like a Jeep with a Gatling gun on top. Yeah. It no.
0: was real it was real dinky and then even the little beep was like beep beep beep. It was like, Come on, man. Yeah, it was I'll hard for me to
3: give it to Oh, Sorry. I, I'll i be honest, I think if we were all in that situation, like, we could take that thing. Like, we would Absolutely. just have to flank we could.
2: it. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident we could beat that little that little booper up. That
0: was the stupidest part of the film, too, is their strategy for it was like, hey, listen, just act normal. I'm going to take it on. And then Bill just spins it and then throws a grenade under it. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's what you guys should have done, like, at the beginning yeah it's it 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 had a lot of stupid things i'm gonna ask
2: myself a very important question now which is brandon no actually can i can i ask you the very important question please i would love to have the honor i i would uh brandon is this
0: movie scary you know what this movie i'm gonna be honest with you guys it's not scary it's uh it's scary how much fun i had talking about it with my boys uh my my lovely (laughs) pazuki boys and jamie carbone uh good friend and comedian Um, but I used to watch this movie as a kid on sci-fi all the time. And I remember thinking even back then, this is stupid. Um, so watching it as an adult, I got to see it in a new whole stupid light that I never thought I would experience. There's like, uh, there's sex jokes. I got a little bit better this time around. And then there's other things I noticed, but it's still bad. It's, I, I think as Jamie pointed out, the green goblin truck is like a menacing villain. If they'd pulled it off better, it was, like, even kind of stalking them. I, it, it's like one of, if you
4: if you know anything about this movie, you know the Green Goblin truck.
0: Yeah. But, like, if, mm-hmm. if it was a different movie where, like, it was just Deke trying to, like, escape out of the town and, like, this Green Goblin truck was kind of chasing around as other machines were coming to life, that really could have honestly been a great film. But it, it wasn't that. It was, it was Yardley Smith just straight up embarrassing herself for some good Hollywood cash. And listen, sister, I get it. I understand. We've all been there. I'm so sorry um but yeah this is a bad film but if if you're at home and you want to stream something and fun with your friends to watch for halloween or you like this is you're listening to this and the pandemic's over thank god and we can go back to something slightly normal and you want to have a movie night with the boys i mean i I
4: wouldn't even suggest halloween just whenever yeah because oh
3: yeah no this this does not have despite the fact we're doing this for, for you know for the spooky spooky month of october it's it's not particularly horrifying or scary it's got blood in it but i would not consider this a horror film at all
0: i think it's just because as a kid i remember being maybe more scary because i was stupid and then also shout out to tommy morgan past guest mentioning it and that uh, jamie hadn't seen it it was fun to watch for this but yeah if you if you ain't clowning around and watching with some buddies there's no reason to watch this movie really sorry um but I think this should take us with a good, smooth transition to Stupid Games. I have some real fun ones tonight, but I think I've done it. And, guys, we're going to have a little call from Aaron Klopfer. Oh. Yay! Yeah. And I had. S- I did not agree to this. <laughs> yeah, well, Jamie Carbone's but... <laughs> mortal enemy. Uh, I almost said Jamie Carbone. My greatest
3: foe. <laughs> be- be- before the call, I did. I did want to bring up something real quick. And, again, feel free to edit this out. Jamie, I was really hoping that when you had a question for Brandon, you were going to ask him if he thought OJ was innocent or not.
2: No, Jesus, <laughs> I, I can go down the throat again. If, if you want me to.
3: Listen, every time we have you on, we have to talk about. Right, it. right, I'm
2: you to just get saying, in here as soon as possible. I'm just saying, where was Jason Simpson that night? Do we know? Oh, god. oh my Do god. Do we? I no, feel we like, don't. I feel like he has alibis, but they haven't been vetted. Meanwhile, OJ tried the glove on; glove didn't fit come OJ on has Aaron no get reason. in here okay, fine fine get Aaron in here <laughs> Garrett, oh my
0: god I, I messaged him but it looks like he's not responding right now
3: Oh, keep going Jamie yes
4: yeah, so you, you didn't you didn't give him a heads up till right now
0: oh no I gave him a heads up and he said he'd be watching the chat and then he gave me two thumbs up and I just said jump in now is and he I'm hello central <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, he's going to feel
2: bad if he listens to this episode and hears this part, but hey. No, no, he should breaks. hear it, because here's the thing. He should uh, feel bad. <laughs> now, Aaron, did Aaron, where was Aaron on the night of, uh, <laughs> Ron? Ron <laughs> Goldman and Nicole Brown's death? Do we he was, know?
3: He was eight and in, in Skokie. He was probably playing a Pokemon game.
2: Oh. Interesting, interesting. In Skokie, huh? Now, do we have proof of that? Do we have evidence? Could he have possibly... <laughs> Has he tried the alleged gloves on? Because if he hasn't, I think that it's likely, oh, uh, possible that he's he could have done. This is a weird bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, I feel like the only way I could say this is if I got, like, Ashley Ray to call in real quick, too. Um, fellow comedian and fan of uh, O.J. Simpson, Simpson theories. Simpson? Yeah. yeah. Well, she I, actually does I, have I a want... really good bit about it explaining that he probably wasn't the killer. And it actually has made me
3: completely re- rethink the whole thing. Oh yeah, no. OJ OJ wasn't a killer. He was just a great
2: dad. Yeah, it was probably his son. He just took the heat off for his son. Yeah,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I... he was reportedly in love with Nicole Brown. Oh, that's great. That's some good news. Mm. <laughs> I
4: I, uh, uh, I like the uh, the American true crime TV show they did about OJ Simpson. Yeah, it's uh. It should
0: also be noted that Aaron has gotten the message and he is jumping on here soon. We're gonna see if it actually can record and go to the episode. Otherwise it's gonna be like a whole waiting for Godot build up and uh you know what if that happens, you don't get the Culver Marin, but you get a really great play that people will talk about for years. Well,
4: <laughs> speaking of waiting for Godot, my boot is really tight on my foot.
0: Oh, that's not good, man. Yeah. Just your left foot or your right foot?
4: Yeah. Uh, left foot, just trying to get it off. I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure he'll come.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Luke, why why are you wearing shoes at home? Oh my goodness! It's it's. Oh, it's, Aaron's
4: here. I don't have to answer Aaron's that question. Here.
2: Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Hear you. yeah.
1: Wait one second. I got. This is the audio's okay. Yeah, the it's audio funny, sounds man. good. And you're recording yourself like on Audacity. I. I you have the audacity to ask that, huh? <laughs> well, I'm cutting this whole segment. Hey, that's my <laughs> joke, <gonna> asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm recording right now. So. Um,
0: we're, we're bringing back a famous bit of Calling Aaron, but we, we think we might have figured it out for the digital age if this all goes well. But it's um we're recording this for our spooky Halloween month called Midwestern Horror. So I wanted to ask you, do you have any favorite memories from childhood about Halloween you want to share with us?
1: Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Um, usually I feel like I'm at a total loss for words when people put me on the spot for like podcast segments, but this is something we actually have vivid memories of. Um, oh, this is the fucking right. moth? Come on, dude. Get with it. <laughs> <laughs> the mo- uh, is there a moth woman um, uh, I didn't even say moth man no. come on <laughs> I, dude I'm tired just let me have fun Okay. Um, but uh, yeah when I was a kid we used to have like big Halloween parties in my basement and uh, we'd invite like everyone and my mom was just very eccentric and she would just you know go up all the walls and like getting all sorts of good food and uh, we had this Okay, so we had like a a house with a big fucking basement, like cement floors, so like now it's kind of creepy, but if you're like a little kid and you're like, "Oh, fuck, this mom's giving us all the candy in the world, and my uncle would literally build like little spooky houses and shit, but like there was definitely nails exposed and like staples, and like they put creepy decorations up,
3: hey,
4: so just 90s. like
1: imagine you're nine years old, and this little fat kid's just like, Come in my basement, it's a good time. And, and, uh, it is like, there's just lots of food and there's, uh, this loud Jewish woman encouraging kids to get scared in the basement. Um, <laughs> that's really cool.
2: Yeah. and then, I love and that. Then, Aaron, I have a question for you.
1: Jesus, um, Aaron, be nice.
2: Were, <laughs> I'm really tired. Where were you? Where were you, uh, June 12th,
0: 1994? <laughs> um... I was oh, he sweating, guys. I can see I can see
1: freaking sweat going down his forehead. I was born in ninety-three in January, so I was probably
2: just touching my little dick in my crib. Could you have possibly been in Brentwood, Los Angeles, <laughs> California?
1: Um I mean I could check my flight logs, but I don't think it's so. Good. Does uh, uh, um, um s- the ad,
2: does Nicole Brown Simpson ring any bells to you? <laughs> Nicole <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! Hold on! <laughs> <laughs> he
3: just got it. All right,
1: cops, get in here. We got him. We got him finally. Well, we those,
2: fucking got him.
1: Those gl- Oh, I'm calling we, oh we did it,
2: America! Wow,
1: who would have thought that those gloves would have fit a one-year-old baby's hands <laughs> perfectly? They're in
2: that huge baby. i telling, her, Better I'm telling, telling him. Better than OJ Simpsons. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, I wouldn't gotten away with it. It wasn't for that dang Pazuki kids. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Um, Aaron, you can stick around for a little bit if you want as we finish out our Halloween stories. But I want to ask if any of you guys Got like Halloween memories that are precious to you, to your little baby skulls that you want to
2: share. I have.
1: could I? I, have I, I Jamie, cut me off. Could I just say one more thing. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay. So there's the basement with the creepy stuff, and then right above it we had like the family room. Guess what was on the TV? Uh, Halloween three. First, Dragon Ball Z, where uh, Vegeta or where Gohan's uh, getting seeing his dad get killed by Raditz. So, dude, so like, that rules. I, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I got to radicalize my friends on the same night they got to have candy and go spook, see hey. spooky stuff. Yeah, like so I got them not... up to. Z.
2: Huh? I'm sorry for interrupting you again, but it was actually Piccolo <laughs> who killed Goku, not Raditz. Uh, you fucking weeb. Yeah, man. <laughs> I said
1: Raditz was killing Goku, unless I'm mistaken. He he was kicking the shit out of him
3: but Piccolo is the one who yeah. Oh, to go the go oh well. I, okay, I holding
1: Raditz while <laughs> yeah.
4: uh Piccolo shot special beam cannon <laughs> through both
2: <laughs> of them. What a what a fucking good anime, man. Seriously. This is a great Hell, podcast yeah. about Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> so Oh wow. Okay, well, I'm
1: I'm sorry that I I, I said hey, Yeah. Did, I'm, did I'm, you have <laughs> did you have
4: the gold VHS tape that had that um
1: one? I don't remember what the color of that VHS tape was, but I remember the orange VHS tape era. Yeah, that was, I remember. That, that, I remember that was
4: Nickelodeon, though.
3: Nickelodeon and shit.
1: I remember <laughs> going to um, Suncoast videos and getting Dragon Ball Z videos, like and like calling them, like using a landline to call, just my li- like little chubby voice. Do you have the new Dragon Ball Z? You know, to like some <laughs> teenager that was mad he couldn't jerk off then. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can relate uh, to that. The teenager at least.
4: <laughs> Suncoast had oh, the best shit back then.
1: Yeah, um, they they had us by the cojones. I'll stop talking though. No. Yeah.
2: Well, no, Aaron, we like your
1: voice. Yeah, it's
2: good to hear. Love your voice.
0: <laughs> I got to <laughs> show Aaron my cats yesterday while he gave me some beers.
1: Aw. It was really That's cute. Nice. Yeah, very cute. What lovely cats.
0: I think you'd met the cats before, but I was just in the mood to show them off again, so... Well, yeah, I always I, want to see your babies.
1: Yeah. I have
4: memories of one Halloween where my dad made me and my brother these really... I don't want to say intricate, because they were probably very simplistic, but basically they are these giant man costumes... Where, like, they were, like, made out of PVC, and, like, they strapped to our back, kind of like a backpack, but then it made, like, it had, like, a PVC torso that went up probably about, like, seven feet. And I made, the one I had Dad make for me was a skeleton. My brother wanted to be a yin-yang man. So his was oh. a yin. <laughs> oh,
2: no. You know, I know my parents have pictures
4: of this. If we have like an Instagram or something, I can send you pictures to post onto it. That's, that's so funny. Oh, that's the
0: most American like, thing ever. If like one is a what, giant skeleton and is, one's a giant racist this? character.
3: That's this is so my funny. new favorite Halloween tradition. Let's cancel Luke's brother. <laughs> well, is the no, he wasn't no, an Asian. I like Luke's brother's restaurant. What's what's a yin yang man?
1: I yeah. mean, it was you know like it's how... when, uh, man, it's when a yin man, when a yang man, loves a yang man very much. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, but you know how yin yangs were huge in the nineties. Yeah, it it, it it was that where like it was like a man with like I guess like a trapezoid trapezoid shaped head, and then like the little like swirls went all the way down the body. One side was <laughs> white, the other side was red.
1: Instead I'm just imagining your. I'm imagining your dad at Home Depot asking someone like, "How do I build a Fu Manchu chew out of PVC pipe?"
0: Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like actually your dad made a cool costume for your brother, and we made it racist, which is not good. Yes, so.
1: that is not good. Uh, well,
4: but seriously, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get a picture that's, that's, and we can post it on our Instagram or Twitter or whatever
3: yeah one second that's a that's a good t-shirt we made it racist and that's not good (laughs) pete holmes endorses
0: it um anyways uh for halloween memories since this one's going a little bit long i can be quick but um had a really cool mom that uh made me and my brother mario and luigi costumes for one of our halloweens and man if you want to know what it's like to be a fucking rock star when you're seven that's all you gotta do it was dude it was fucking dope the costumes were like spot on It's a very sweet picture I still have, but uh, yeah, man, I love Halloween. That's a really good memory. Um, Hell yeah. For more recent ones, my favorite thing to do is to dress up as the left skeleton from the David S. Pumpkins (laughs) bit, and it only gets funnier each year that I do it. (laughs) Uh shout out to also Kevin Pottis of uh the Thought Cops podcast. He just puts blood all over his face each year and says he's going as a blood man for Halloween. <laughs> it's really awesome. funny. Um but yeah, if you guys got any other oh, Halloween so memories good. to share. I got one. Ooh. Oh, oh sorry. go for it,
3: Jamie.
2: No no please. Um I have a fun one. I grew up in um I grew up in the woods. You guys you guys familiar with these, the woods? I'm yeah, a oh, big I, fan of
1: them. I personally grew up in the plastics.
2: Oh, Jesus. Hell, hell yeah you get it yeah skokie illinois famously nothing but plastic mm-hmm. um <laughs> i uh i grew up in the woods and in my neighborhood instead of having kids walk because like houses would be separated by like half a mile to a mile sometimes in our neighborhood so all of the parents just got together and rented a would rent a um a, a hay ride, Ooh. like a tractor and a bunch of hay bales and people would just sit on that as it was getting pulled house to house and one year my chubby little ass i say one year i was like probably 13 probably just a little too old to still be (laughs) trick-or-treating uh hey
3: you're never too old baby
2: i agree but also like come on dog anyway (laughs) uh, that's That's a good (laughs) counter argument so i i was i'm a slow adult i was a slow kid um i was getting (laughs) at a house and i was like I was like, I don't want to walk all the way back out to the street and then walk this other path to this other house, so I'm just going to cut through the woods because this is like one of the few moments where houses were relatively close to each other. And I'm cutting through the woods, and I trip on a hole, I assume like a rabbit burrow or something, but who knows for sure. And I trip, and I hear a snap as I go down. And I am like, oh no, I am positive that was my foot. I am positive I am (laughs) fucked up. Alright, so I start screaming for help, but here's the thing, I'm in the middle of the woods, there are no kids near me, oh, there no. are no adults, like, the, 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 the hay thing is uh, far enough away where people can't hear me, so I, like, have to John Rambo, pull myself up by a tree, climb through the <laughs> woods, um, just as I make it to the street, it is just in time to see that the hay ride is very far away from me. So, for the first time in my life, I have adrenaline takeover, and I am walking on this foot. That is, I can feel it swelling. Like, I can feel it swelling in my oh, no. shoe. And I am, like, yelling at the hayride, stop, hey, <laughs> wait, I, I need you, I'm, please. And as I get, like, I guess it was in a spot where they, like, they did not hear me. And as I get there, my parents, who are also parents are on the hayride getting drunk throughout the night. So uh, I get on there and I see my dad And I'm like dad I have to go To the hospital I broke my foot And he says You just don't want to walk to any more houses (laughs) 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 And and I'm like no I'm in a lot of pain And he goes fine you can go sit up In the tractor cabin Because it was like a bigger tractor there were two seats And then when the night's over if your foot still hurts We can take you to the hospital and I'm sitting up there with the guy who's driving the tractor making small talk. And I'm like, is it cool if I take my shoe off? And he goes, I don't love that, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I take, I take my shoe off. I take my sock off. My entire foot is purple. Oh, it, no. it is Ooh. it is insanely fucked up. It is swollen to the size of like three. It is It is a one Shrek foot <laughs> size on a 13-year-old boy. And the guy looks over at it, and he goes, oh, God, I'm going to get your mom. Gets out of the tractor. We're in the middle of the thing. We are not at another house. He tells my mom. My mom comes over, and she goes, "Ugh, it's probably just bruised. What? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You make um, more
1: we- sense now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> this is called middle child syndrome. Um, oh boy! So I had to, I had to wait in this tractor of this thing for another probably hour, hour and a half, as it made all of its rounds, and then it went back to where like all the parents had parked and stuff. We get out. My dad's like, "Do you still think you need to go to the hospital?" I say, "Yes." We get in there. I'm like, I cannot put my shoe back on. It is impossible. So I'm walking around on this because there's not like my parents don't have crutches. There's no cane I can use. So I'm just, like, walking around trying to find the best place to put pressure on it without without feeling the need to cry. And we finally get into this, like, 24-hour urgent care. The lady looks at my foot and goes, "Wait, you're going to be next. You oh, went to Jesus. an urgent
4: care rather than an emergency room? Yes. Wait, isn't an oh, urgent man. care, like, even more
2: expensive than an urgent emergency room? I, I I don't know. I assume my parents had insurance, and this was, like... 2001, 2002, so I hope that it was maybe a little cheaper. I honestly don't know. It, it, we did not discuss the financials. Is that the <laughs> end of the story, or is there more to it? Oh, and then I was, my foot was fucking broken, dog. Yes. My foot was fucked up as mad shit. Yeah. It to. Did your parents, well, did, did your parents did you apologize? Did you? No! I mean, Jesus. they have now.
4: Yeah. Did you grow did, up in, you... like, wobegon
2: with Garrison Keeler? Yep, and then Garrison Keillor molested me. Aw, it's gonna make that joke. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, um, um... But no, like, like even now, my mom, when we talk about it, my mom will be like, well, you always made things sound worse than they were for attention. That's
1: so terrible.
2: That's
3: a bad justification.
1: Because we're, like, roughly the same age, and I feel like I grew up where, like, the Arab helicopter parents, but it's, your story sounds like you had, like, parents from the 60s or 50s. Like, yeah. it sounds well, like... Was... They were smoking, like, Lucky Strikes and drinking whiskey and being like, oh, the boy's talking again. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 had, I had, a, had a
4: similar thing when I broke my arm, where, like, my parents wouldn't take me to the emergency room till the next day. Like, uh, give it a night. See if it still hurts, and then we'll take you. Jesus.
1: <laughs>
3: oh. Hey, that's, that's pragmatic. That's cost-effective. So, uh, that's America.
4: So, Martin, you got any fun Halloween stories? Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, all all of my childhood stuff is just like, oh, yeah, I, I had fun and I enjoyed Halloween. I feel like I didn't really <laughs> get into, well, no, I, f- I feel like I didn't really get into, like, celebrating Are you going to talk Halloween about how your properly. parents
1: believed you a, a whole wonderful night? <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. Uh, well,
3: well, no, I mean, hey, if you want me to brag, I've never broken a bone.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I'm there, too, though. It makes me nervous uh, whenever I say that's going to happen.
3: When I, uh, God, when, when I was, like, 20, I, uh... Uh, I mean we've we've all been there I really like the Watchmen comic Mm -hmm. so I I was like oh I'll do a Rorschach costume for Halloween (laughs) and I dressed up as Rorschach and I would hand out uh, candy on my parents porch (laughs) <laughs> and i i did that thing where i like stuffed a little bit of newspaper up my leg and down one of my sleeves so it looked like i was a stuffed dummy <laughs> and i would just freak people out when they came on the porch and it was great i, was, I, was laughing I love halloween because
0: that's really funny and i love that but when you said i was a big watchman man, i was hoping you're gonna say when is dr manhattan i had to go to jail <laughs>
1: <laughs> when i painted it blue I had a chub up to be true to the common (laughs) (laughs) oh man well that was
0: fantastic uh Aaron thanks for joining us for calling Aaron this was a longer one but it was really good yeah thanks for having me it was nice hearing all your voices take Um, care babies we're gonna close it out after this but I did want to know did you want to promote that podcast you're working on or is it still in the incubation
1: I'm still recording it uh so I'm trying to take care of some other projects right now and I'll hopefully get out by October I'm gonna try to get out once it's cold out and people are uh, vulnerable to promotion. Oh shit.
0: Well if it's out by October, I'll put a I'll just edit a plug in here at this moment. But uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, find Aaron Klopfer on Friendster.com, guys. He's great. <laughs> Alright, love you guys. Bye. Bye. Love, love you, you too. Bye. R.I.P. R.I.P. Spooky Month.
4: Rest in pussy
0: I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Got
0: him. You 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 hit the little you hit the little phone button that says disconnect. <laughs>
3: Oh, there you
0: got it. God bless him. Um, I think because we went along with that, I just want to do one quick game then. um, Because this has been a really fun one we've been doing. Um, But I'm going to start it off by asking Jamie Carbone a very important question. How tall is Steve Buscemi? We are once again asking you, how tall is Steve Buscemi?
2: 5'10". Ah, that's really close. I got to abstain. Am I over? I, or I, or I remember what
0: it is. You're a little yeah, no, you're a little Luke, Luke
3: and I shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to answer. Yeah.
0: We well at this point we should just ask the guests. You are just 1 inch off actually. He's 5'9. But Damn uh it,
2: it <laughs> I'm taller than Bashemi, That's wild. You are. <laughs> right?
0: Um it's a new game we started doing where we just look up the stars and actors of our films and ask uh, everybody how tall they are. So, do you always do Steve Buscemi? We always start with Steve Buscemi out of Honor now, much like our Around Canada that we love. In, uh, well, for the
4: you know, first the couple of months, it was really funny because none of us remembered what it was. It was
0: very
3: funny we, to we ask. forgot. We forgot every time, and it's always beautiful because he is exactly 69 inches tall.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, I do want to ask you this, though, guys. So this is one where we can all answer. How tall do you all think Stephen King is? 5'8". Ooh
3: like i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna say like five five eleven i'm gonna go with six feet
4: because i think he's pretty tall but i always Um, seem to think people are tall well guess what he looks tall he looks tall in the movies
0: man well guys luke's the closest but this motherfucker he's six four he's tall what he's he's a really tall dude why
3: did he start writing? He should have been balling his whole life. Hey,
0: listen, man, I'm six three and I'm terrible at basketball, so that's why I'm also an acclaimed horror writer. Well, yeah, but you don't
3: have all the you don't have all the cocaine in your blood that Stephen King uh, had. That's what's
0: holding me back, not just being lazy and never getting any comics or uh, art done. So, uh, anyways, it's good to know, <laughs> uh, guys. I want to ask you now: How tall is Emilio Estevez?
4: Five
2: eight.
0: Ooh, coming in strong. Oh, Five I th- ten. <sighs>
4: okay, that that that's Martin's. <sighs> yep, sorry. Let's say 5'7", because I feel like he's fairly short. I think all of them are pretty short.
0: All right, guys. Luke has taken it with an exact measurement, which means he gets the Brandon Kirkman Tall Guy Award, which is he's 5'7". <laughs> awesome. Yeah,
2: you get it. You get it right yeah. on it. I don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> what i going to call the,
0: the trophy now. i got to think of a good name. I didn't yes and too well there. Um, but I, I do want to close it out before we get to recommendations and plugs, though. How tall is Giancarlo Esposito? Mm,
2: I'm gonna say five eleven. Nice, nice, nice. nice. I'm say, I hear somebody say six even. Nah, I'm gonna, well that's. Ooh. I'm gonna say six even as well.
0: You guys, guess what? Jamie would be the closest because he's actually five eight. He's kind of a oh, oh.
2: and the one time I don't guess five eight. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it always goes. Those are your lotto numbers.
0: Well, just because Luke got it exact, he's the winner of this round of how tall Steve Yay! is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did it. Um, so yeah, let's uh, we'll close it out with the usual recommendations and plugs. We've. Recommendations. Coupled them together because we're still in pandemic time, so uh, it's usually pretty quick but mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna start off the recommendations this week i i put it off after watching the first episode and finally finished the series it is fantastic and it's on hbo max right now but i uh, i watched all of the righteous gemstones that is a very well written and super dark funny comedy there is a a scene specifically that takes place in an outback steakhouse where there's a huge argument and then it just ends with one of them saying well you know what good day mate and um yeah danny mcbride's a genius that's what i'll say <laughs> also um it's on spotify but super fantastic soundtrack too it's a uh, it's just quality through and through if you got time uh, and you liked eastbound and down or like really anything danny mcbride's been in check out the righteous gemstones it's cool. it's fantastic and yeah, for got... plugs uh just check out desk and day jobs the other podcasts i do in machine culture with uh hobart thompson liz getty and stewart uh Oh, I said his character name. That's fucked up. Spencer Flair and then Quinn Hope. <laughs> We've been playing the game for a very long time.
3: Uh, Brandon, I think that's the greatest compliment you can give. He really he he embodies that character. He really character.
0: does. But yeah, Dusk and Day jobs, great D&D live play podcast if you like that kind of thing. And uh, that's all I got.
4: Right. Can I go next? Go, go for it. Okay, so I'm going to uh, recommend watching The Venture Brothers. It is on on Hulu currently, at least if you're in North America. And for plugs, I would plug, tweet at Adult Swim and HBO Go and Netflix and Hulu, save Team Venture, because it was recently canceled. Save Team Venture, hashtag renew the Venture Brothers, just anything to try and save the show, because it's amazing and like... It's been a part of my life longer than it's not been a part of my life. And it's also a really mm-hmm. great show that I think a lot of people love and a lot more people could learn to love if they watch it. One of the
0: best writing oh, for any animated shows ever, I dare say. Also, what the fuck is Cartoon Network doing with it right now? Because they're like, we want to bring it back. But it, it's a whole, I heard like a dispute thing. Yeah, too, a lot so. of
4: people think it might be at t because I think they were like, like, cause AT, like, I think AT&T is also involved with like DC Comics firing mm. everyone who works there yeah so just they're trying to save money by firing the creative team people instead of the people who like the executives or whatever
0: yeah that makes sense Uh but yeah that's the recommendation i get behind we've talked about venture brothers quite a bit on this show but uh yeah it's oh, yeah it's fantastic
3: I uh I I want a second uh, Luke's recommendation, 100. percent I also <laughs> want to uh, plug uh, follow Brandon Kirkman at KirkmanBrandon uh, on Twitter. Thank you. And uh, Jamie, are you still at Thick Sonic? I am. That's a great Fantastic. name. Follow Jamie Carbone too. Great, great tweets all the time. Really I good love tweets. Your, I love your your I I like to call them bite sized spec scripts because they're all so good, and I could imagine entire episodes being built around them. <laughs> um. Thank
2: you. That makes me feel very nice. <laughs>
3: And then uh I, I I would also just recommend uh I recently I saw uh all of the Umbrella Academy, and uh I definitely recommend that show. That's a good that's a good fun show. Lots of lots of good tortured family dynamics mixed in with a bunch of superhero bullshit and just charming character after charming character. Yeah. So check that out.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, Jamie, you got any fun things you'd like to recommend or recommendenden or plug? I can't talk anymore. Um,
2: I've been enjoying Cobra Kai on Netflix. I think that's been kind of fun. Um, oh, hell yeah. Uh, I would also like to plug, uh, I have a friend who's, um, he just started tweeting, I think, either late last year or, or um, earlier this year, and he's really funny. So if you could follow, um, he's, he's not verified. Which is wild. But he's his Twitter handle is at the real OJ thirty two. Uh he's honestly it's some of the stuff he's he, he I think it he says it. I cannot uh, I cannot stress that enough. Um besides that, follow uh listen to everything that the machine culture has to offer. It's a lot of fun projects and I'm a big fan. Oh, I
0: appreciate that. That means a lot. I also, I always hope you, re- we've talked about a, really, a lot of great Jamie bits because you're a very talented comedic writer. I really want to see the Good Sabaro bit come back eventually too. That's one that brings <laughs> me a lot of joy. Um, but for listeners at home, Jamie Carbone was doing a very long series of tweets of getting cooked, or kicked out of the Good Sbarro and how he wanted to get back in. Yeah, the Good Sbarro by them
4: all. Yeah. You oh, always man. make me laugh.
0: Well, you've been a true joy to have on. Always glad to have you around, and we'll have you back for probably another Power Ranger movie in the future. Uh, there is have...
2: one left. Yeah.
0: Is yeah, that, well... that
4: the new one that's the last one?
0: Well, yeah, f- I think so. We also actually have the Power Rangers Turbo movie. Oh, no, we did watch that. Fuck.
4: Yeah, that's a... Dude, that, that was the worst one. Yeah, that yeah, was the worst awful. one. awful. Why is a child allowed to drive a car? Why is that okay? <laughs> that's...
0: Yeah, that's a good question um but yeah we should uh we should finish out the episode i think this is going to be the one we're going to get it so i think so too it. yeah so let's try it three two one you're, you're gonna, gonna like i guarantee, I
2: guarantee it. it it's you right it's you it's,
0: it's you but i went
2: with you said we i know you're gonna like the way you
3: fuck
0: yeah we guarantee
3: um <laughs> No, no, I still have it written down here. That's gonna be you're gonna like the way I fuck. I guarantee it because oh. we're all saying it like we're we're saying it like we're a fusion.
0: Yeah, like a Dragon Ball Z fusion. Yeah, uh, exactly.
3: Yes. Okay, the next Universe
0: time it'll fusion.
2: be I, and I'll just try to remember that. All right, we're a Digimon. Maran Maran Duke. All right. Well, since it is
0: uh, since it is the spooky month of uh, Halloween, cut to that uh, Friday the Thirteenth uh, Part Three theme. Brought to you by Machine Culture.